Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian Welcome to the LA Clips Forum My name is Brian Andrew, I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval, what's up guys? I think that's the clearest you've said your name because every, every time I go back to edit this podcast, sometimes I don't hear the Jesse part, and I'm just like, you know, we're just gonna have to live with that. So everyone just knows you by like, like Jesse Sandoval or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, th- I was watching some uh, podcast podcast tips. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and like I'm messing, I'm messing with my posture right now. So that's uh, well, I, I'm not messing with it. I, I have the proper posture now. So oh, that's good. I respect that. So. <laughs> so I'll try to be better. Uh on today's episode, the Clippers kind of went on a skid, but didn't at the same time. Uh if we're counting the Bulls game last last week, they went two and three. We're gonna talk about maybe what they'll do in the next uh, few games, and then we'll go over some narratives that we want to talk about going forward about this Clippers team. But Jesse, how do you feel about the last week of basketball? Uh it was pretty rough. Um you know, you and I had a small discussion before this and during the games. Uh, a lot of these games, we felt like uh, I felt like should have been won. The Pelicans game definitely should have not been a loss. And right. It was a little frustrating. Josh Hart popped off, uh, played really great. Um, and then what's the guy's name? <laughs> Lewis Jr. Like he he was mm-hmm. he played really well. So <laughs> I wasn't really expecting that, but. Overall, I just do, do you think Pelicans fans are like, what's his name? Uh, let me check real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, I forgot Josh Hart was on there for a second. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Josh Hart fan too. And so, like, I was seeing him playing well, and I was like, no, that's great. But this leads 13 now, huh? Like, <laughs> like I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I like Josh Hart too, but uh, I definitely forgot he was on there. It was funny because when he was a. Uh, uh, what was it? I think he got a rebound on Batum, and then like he he brought, he took it up, and you know I think he dunked it. I don't think he dunked it. Well, he scored either way, and he did that little. Uh, he's too small for me, you know. Like mm-hmm. he bent over, and I was just I was just close to tweeting out like he better remember he's on the Pelicans, like and humble himself. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> yeah, and we play the Pelicans again pretty soon, so hopefully we don't become like that. You know how the Lakers uh, have lost to the Thunder twice this year. Like hopefully the yeah. Pelicans are not our Thunder. You know, uh, uh, um, but yeah, we we lost to the Bulls on a back to back against the Timberwolves, which as a fan, as a fan, obviously you want the Clippers to win every game. But if you had to start looking at a schedule and start choosing where you're going to lose games, that's one game where you're like, I get it. The Bulls, one of the top teams in the East coming off a back to back. Fine. Right. Then we beat the Spurs, you know, and I'm glad we did after what happened on our road trip. And then, like, the Grizzlies, I'm not going to lie to you. So I looked at that game, too, and we even got to a certain point in that game where I was like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe we could win this game, you know. But it's one of those things where I really, you know, the Grizzlies are a fully healthy team. They are going to be a Western Conference relevant team. Now, I don't know how their season's going to go. They do occasionally get their own injury issues. 
but they are a Western Conference relevant team that could easily sneak into a top four seed or end up being a playing team. You don't really know, but they're relevant and they're good and they have really good players. Being that they were fully healthy, I kind of was like, you know what? We weren't we weren't healthy. This is our first, we're on a road trip game. This is a game that we could lose. You know, I, I accepted it that we could lose. That being said, the Pelicans game was like, all right, well, we go on this road trip. There's two road games. We lose to Memphis. We get it. They're fully healthy. They're really good. The Pelicans don't have their best player, and they're an awful team. Let's just be real about it. And we lost to the Pelicans. And that was just really tough. And as that was happening, I I was uh, driving. To, and I coach flag football with a friend of mine. And all of a sudden, my car starts to smell <laughs> like like a like having a burning smell right and you know what i think when we went to the clippers game <laughs> remember we heard a loud noise right and we we're like what do you think that is and we we're like i don't know and i just kept driving <laughs> um, and so i think i figured out what that was um i had like an oil leak and it, it was like i don't know much about cars but <laughs> there's like a plate i guess and then the oil is leaking onto the plate and making and making like the burning smell so I had to get my car towed. So I'm figuring this out and I'm in the CVS parking lot, just watching on my phone, the Pelicans game and the Clippers just slowly letting it get away. And I'm like, man, this is just not a good moment in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you uh, resolved your car issues. <laughs> I, did, I did. And so hopefully, hopefully we could go to more Clipper games. <laughs> uh, and hopefully the, uh, the Clippers win the next Pelican next Pelican game but yeah I definitely agree with you Grizzlies I can see that being a difficult game regardless it could be a win or lose situation um they were a play-in team last year and I think they've only gotten better since then mm-hmm. um and they're just a tough team you know John Morant is he's a great player uh, I love that guy <laughs> and, and you know what Dylan, Brooks, fun is, to watch. Dylan Brooks is really good I like Dylan Brooks he had some comments about Paul George after the game saying <laughs> some, and I was just like come on dude like I'm trying to like you I imagine he's like oh man Brian doesn't like me anymore okay my bad I take that back <laughs> you know but but I was like come on dude like we don't we stop <laughs> Yeah, that was a excuse me. That was a that was a pretty funny moment. I I don't understand why people want to talk like this, uh, especially against like Paul George. I don't I don't know why. He uh, he's 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 saying stuff like I think Paul George something about screens. I don't even remember the tweet. Exactly. Oh yeah, he said like I uh, he would uh he needed legal screens um just to play better or something like that. It was. And I think someone else mentioned that he said something about like Paul George uh, relying on the refs, and then like Paul George hasn't shot a free throw since last year's last season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think he also shot fifty percent with uh, Dylan Brooks on him. So <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know if he could talk like that. Yeah. But but they're a good game. They're a good team. Pelicans bad team. We shouldn't have lost the Pelicans. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about the Clippers getting the win against a Luca list oh. team? I don't care if Luca's on there. I don't care if Luca's off that team. A win against the Mavs is the most satisfying thing to me next oh. to the Laker victory. Next to uh Clippers being the Lakers, you know. 
I'm not going to lie to you. There's, there is moments when the Mavs are playing basketball and then I just look at my TV and I'm like, you know, what? I just straight up don't like you. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. Like, you know how some people, and the thing is now that, you know, we're journalists, <laughs> we use that lightly. If, if I ever had an interview, Luca, I'd probably be a professional, but if, before this podcast, I'm pretty sure I'd be like, you know, I don't, I'm not impressed by you i just want to let you know that i don't i'm not i i, I acknowledge that you're good at basketball but i'm not impressed by you as an individual as, and i want you to live with that luca but luca wasn't there so we had to deal with chris that who for some reason it bugs me how easy he makes it look like when he's like playing like he's frustrated that there's too much gravity if that makes sense like i don't know what i'm trying to say and but he slides on the court. He doesn't lift up. He doesn't jump. He just slides. He doesn't even pick up his feet up. He doesn't pick his feet up. But he he played pretty well. But we got the win. That's what matters. My favorite my favorite uh, <clears throat> memory that you, I think you sent it to me last uh, during the playoffs when we played against the Mavs. Uh, you, you sent me a text that like, Christoph Porzingis plays like he doesn't. He he's playing with socks on only. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. He looks like a giraffe out there. Like, <laughs> doesn't look nimble at all, but he decided to play really well against the Clippers. Um, and then, and then you and then you look at the box score randomly, and I'm like, "Hey, how does he have uh, 18 first half points or something like that?" You're like, "How did that happen?" Right? And you're just every Mavs game is just like Kristaps quietly like going off. There was like one point where he like shot a like I think it was a three, and then he went and got his own rebound. I was like, "How the hell did you get from the, the two <laughs> right? point line?" Uh, yeah like okay because we'll get into the rebounding but that was one of those moments too where i was like all right how did we let this guy (laughs) just get whatever he wants on the court and then no one even stepped in his way like even if you had to think you know like how basketball is very reactionary even if you had to think for two seconds that's still plenty of time for you to recover (laughs) and get in front of chris (laughs) that's like i just don't get it and the fact that whenever he plays defense i just light up yeah. Like I, I just, I just feel like anybody could get past him. That think- that that play in itself just like burns a memory. It just burns in my, <laughs> in my, in my, in my brain right now. Because like he, he was legit out of the key, so far away from this rebound, and then he ends up with it. And I'm just like, and then he dunks it. And I'm just right. like, even worse. And I was just like, dude, what? does no one know how to box out properly? Like, and, and, and then you, and then you see a bunch of these bench players just losing it. And we're just like, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we came out the dub. Um, Reggie Jackson channeled his inner Dr. J and made a beautiful, I don't even know what that is. I don't know if it's a layup. Mm. I don't know if it's a floater. I don't know what it is, but it was beautiful. I think when, obviously, we've established that the Clippers new arena is going to just have a statue of every player. <laughs> and that that one's Reggie's. You know, I, I believe that one's Reggie's. I, I'm okay with that. Right. That's that's the play when you're doing warm-ups and you're just trying to like flick the basketball at the hit at the at the rim just for funsies, you know, just like yeah, I'm fooling around. But he made it and he made it in the game in, at the end of the fourth quarter. <laughs> but he wasn't even <laughs> trying. I don't even think I think he was just like, I'm just gonna hit the rim. Like that's how you <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and he's just looking at his hand like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we play the Mavs again. I'm not gonna go too far into the schedule moving forward, but uh 
And, and so I don't want to, I don't know if Luca's going to play or not. Apparently he was doing five on fives a day. I was watching some of them. He looked uh, like he, like in my opinion, he was walking through them, if that makes sense. But, and then apparently a report was that a bunch of reporters were around Jason Kidd. And then all of a sudden you hear like a loud bang and he, you just see uh, Luca slamming the, the, ble- the bleachers or something like that, screaming in pain. Okay. And he got really upset. And then I guess they asked Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd said so he's questionable for tomorrow. So I don't know if that's the timing of everything, but the comedic timing of Jason Kidd, if that was true. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine just being the coach. <laughs> you see it, and then you just turn, and you're like, yeah, he's going to be questionable for tomorrow. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to downplay an injury. I don't – I'm not yeah. – like, if that, it's, it's that, a funny scenario. That, that's, yeah. how, that's how I read it in the tweet. <laughs> so like, I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I could see I know you're not I know you mean uh I know you, I know you're not trying to be mean right there but it it's just a scenario it's like a sitcom situation right? <laughs> so if Luca play tomorrow I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play this is the report I saw uh, I oh, oh my goodness if we beat a Mavs team with Luca uh just mm-hmm. uh, amazing I can uh, yeah, I can't. I can't even describe the words. <laughs> uh, so, getting getting into some of the games we played and some of the games we have coming up, like I just want to get into this narrative of we need to win the games we're supposed to. We've already talked a little bit about the Pelicans, but like we have a game against the Pistons coming up on Friday. We have a game against the Pelicans, I believe, next week. Like these are games we have to win. Like these are the game, games that are gifted to us because I believe there's like a tier. Like, there's games where I would say right now the Warriors are probably in this tier of teams that you're probably not going to beat. Like, obviously, you played to win the game. But if you're if you're a betting person, you'd probably like the Warriors game, especially with uh, all the injuries we have right now and people missing time. You'd probably be like, all right, you know, the Warriors game is a game we probably won't win, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you talk about that to possibly be a loss or something. But, like, if Luca is not playing for the Mavs, if the Pistons are coming on Friday, I know it's a noon game after Thanksgiving, but that's a game you have to win. Like somebody has to win the game that day. And if it ends up being the Pistons, that's frustrating. And then, so I don't know, like, how do you feel about all that? Cause I feel like there's tears, there's tears where like, you know, the Warriors are probably in that tier right now where like, if we're not completely healthy, we're probably not going to beat them. And then there's those 50-50 games, which I would consider like you'd put the Grizzlies in a 50-50 game, especially if it's at home. No, yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I feel like uh, I think we kind of touched upon it a little bit earlier in the season. You know, it was a personal conversation between you and I. And um, I, I said uh, we lost against the Warriors, but, you know, I was really happy that it was really competitive and it went down the wire. Um, yeah, because the Warriors are a good team and we see what they are as the seasons progressed. You know, they are probably the favorites to win the West and possibly the title. So there are tiers and um, I do expect um, <laughs> the, us to lose against really good teams uh, because of the injuries, like you mentioned. Um, and we should be beating the Pelicans and the Pistons. Uh, there's no excuses for those. Even even if people are out, I still expect the people that we have available yeah. to be better than those teams. <laughs> Just be better. <laughs> like I get like I like for example, if we played the Pistons on Friday, but they gave like PG a day off, then that yeah. gets in, then that gets into the 50-50 tier. You know what I mean? Like then it's like okay, 
But games where we have Paul George and the majority of our players, we expect to win these games. And because I don't feel like winning games is as easy this year, obviously. And but I do want to give the team credit for being 10 and 7 while missing some of our key players, missing Ibaka, missing uh, Marcus Morris, who on paper would be our second best player. And we've been we're, we're the fourth seed in the West right now. So I have to give kudos to the team, but the thing is we got to somewhat keep our head above water, especially with Batum missing some time coming up, and we'll talk about that in a second. Was the, was the Mavs game to you a 50-50 without Luka? No. It was a it was a for sure. It was like a we have to win this game, especially losing to the Pelicans and Grizzlies. How do you feel about how close that game was? I'm fine with it. Like a win is a win. We're still down. So play like we're still Batum. we're still down. We were down Batum. You know what I mean? So it's not like that kind of evens it up again, you know? But I don't mind that it was close, but I do think that we should be let me put it in this perspective. Based on coming off the Pelicans and Grizzlies game, the fact that it was close doesn't surprise me because we were not playing well in those games. So it's not like we'd randomly just start like heating up. But if we were coming off, like, let's just say the Timberwolves game when we won by 30 and then we barely beat a Luca list Mavs team, then I could be like, all right, I'm a little concerned. I do feel like we're trying to get our our winning shots up again, if, we're, if that makes sense. So... I look at the next Mavs game if the Luca's like if Luca is there, I still think it's 50-50 because he's probably not gonna be a hundred percent. But if this was because I believe we play the Mavs again relatively soon, a fully healthy Luca against our team right now. If we were to have no Batum, no Mook and stuff like that, no I would say like it's probably a game we'd lose. Um yeah, because like even even if the Bulls was not on a back to back, I would still look at that game as like, ah, eh. because like if we were to go back and look at all this and it's like, all right, I'm a betting person. We'll see. Like, I would say like the heat game, we were probably I would have chalked it up to possibly be a loss, but we won. You know, so, yeah, there's, there's some games that like we played really well in and, and that's the team that I would like us to be. But sometimes there's some games where we're like, eh, we're not playing our best basketball. Let's at least get a win out of this and move on. Let's survive in advance. You wanted to talk about rebounding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this team is really struggling. Rebounding in general, defensive rebounding specifically. Uh, it seems, but I feel like everyone is, uh, <laughs> uh, is pointing out this issue, and it's pretty uh, – it's, it's a huge weak point for this team right now. It seems like the only person that knows how to box out is you. And it's fundamentals, right? Like, how do you not know how to box out somebody? Uh, mm-hmm. I never played basketball uh, professionally, but I, I still know how to box out people. <laughs> uh, don't, don't say yourself short, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel like uh, I'm hoping that with Serge Ibaka coming back with his, uh, uh, from, from his injury, uh, that, this, that this could become a turning point. Mm-hmm. Not a turning point, but it could be – we can go towards the trajectory that we need to be uh, when it comes to rebounding in a second, uh, obviously uh, second, uh, second opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I want to discuss. I'm not too sure if you want to go further in. 
Yeah, like there's certain moments where I feel like Harden signs looking really good uh, at rebounding the basketball, but then there's moments where I just feel like this is probably why Ibaka is going to get more time than you when he comes back. There's like mm-hmm. moments like that. It It's usually eye test stuff. It's not ne- necessarily box score stuff. And with all the injuries we have, and we'll get into this in a second, where like we don't have a legitimate power forward slash four. And so that kind of puts in position where let's just say we're on the we we we're on the court and we have Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, and I don't know, Justice Winslow and Harnstein, right? Let's go Harnstein or Ibaka. You could flip flop, right? And Harnstein and Ibaka would probably be our best rebounders in that. But then it gets kind of questionable when you start looking at the rest of the team on who would be the best rebounder after that. All right. And sometimes you're in a position where the center boxes out their guy, but then who's boxing out the other guys and who's crashing the boards once the other guys box out. Cause when you box somebody out, you're, you're kind of taking them out of position, but sometimes that doesn't mean you're in position. So you still need somebody to come up and get the rebound, you know, and I would probably say Terrence Mann is the next best one, but like, there's been moments where Luke Kennard, the Lukey, the god of mischief, is the guy who's the best rebounder out of that group. And it, it's kind of like we don't really have that, like, you know, when Kawhi's not there and Paul George is not there, we don't really have that person who could also crash the boards. And I'll admit, sometimes Paul George takes himself out of the play, like he doesn't crash the boards or something, or he's starting to think about the next possession or when he's playing which is fine because he'll come out he'll go you know try to put his hand up in front of a three-point shooter and then you know it's not his responsibility to get the ball but when you're the second best rebounder of the group it kind of it kind of puts us in a position where we struggle so i do feel like there needs to be something that needs to change about that but i also think it's just a personnel thing like we just don't have great rebounding players when especially when people are especially out if that makes sense yeah i see what you're saying when marcus morris comes back and nicholas batum's come back uh you know 100 we had like this this could go i mean our rebounding problems could be resolved um is that what you're trying to i'm I'm trying to say that i'm trying to i'll I'll use this word but i think it will be better but i don't think it will be i still think rebounding is going to be our achilles heel this year I, I until we get uh, until uh, if he does until we get Kawhi back because Kawhi's a very good rebounding guard slash forward so is Paul George you have those guys out there Marcus Morris is fine the thing about Marcus Morris is and we'll get back we'll get into him in a second is just like you know how I feel about his knee like if he doesn't have the strength in his legs to box out or anything like that he, he, he's not gonna really be much of a help either but we'll, we'll see. Hopefully he's good because we could use him. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Which brings me to the other narrative I want to get into is the four slash power forward position that we have. Really our two players that would play the four for us are Marcus Morris and Nick Batum. And both have uh, had either injuries or lingering injuries or uh Batum now is on health and safety protocols yeah how do you feel about the the position right now right now I'm a little concerned um 
mainly because of Marcus Morris's uh, knee issues. Um, we know that last season he had like a lot of issues with it. So I, I'm concerned that it, it's going to look more or less like the, like the last season where he was unavailable for certain, certain amounts, like a certain stretch of the, of the season. Mm-hmm. And knowing that we just have Nick Batoon and Justice Winslow, it's, it's going to put, we can't, obviously we can't keep on playing Nick, uh, Nick Batum in that position. You know, he's, he's older and, you know, should be limited on minutes. Uh, so we can have him available for the playoffs. Hopefully we get to the playoffs right now when four seeds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my biggest concern. Um, but I did see that the tweet that Marcus Morris is, uh, possibly available. His tweet said, God bless, happy to be back to doing what I love. Unless he's talking about Thanksgiving where he, <laughs> where he throws down in the kitchen. I'm pretty sure he's, he's talking about basketball. No, if it is Thanksgiving, right. Imagine he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to make the best Turkey this week. You know, he had, he wasn't even thinking about basketball, but yeah, well now he's probable. So, so it turns out it was basketball. I just picture him doing like making like turkey, like super moist, and like he has a ratatouille song like in the background, just like Mm -hmm. playing. Just he's just going. (laughs) He even has a rat on top of his head. Like Like if you if you were to ask Marcus Morris, like what are your two favorite things, he would be like, well, every year making the best damn turkey I can, and you know playing (laughs) Clippers basketball is probably a strong number two. Gordon Ramsay goes to his house for Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Marcus, he, he calls him senior. (laughs) the clap it was worth the clap on the mic <laughs> he's like a, uh he's like uh it's that scene where gordon ramsay he's like on uh master chef he's like trying the food he's like he just gets on eating lasagna or whatever he's eating he just keeps <laughs> on going. <laughs> so until marcus morris officially gets on the court we've been running amir coffee out there who's been playing fine uh, he's actually been playing really good, but I would make the I'm going to make the argument that if he, if he was put back on G League assignment, he would be there's possibly two other players better than him on the team. Brandon Boston, maybe Keon Johnson, you know, um, I would make the case that maybe Mirakoff is better than both of them at this stage in their careers. But, you know, it's up to the debate, in my opinion. No, yeah, but, I, I agree with you on that one. Winslow. On a, is someone that I actually enjoy watching playing. I actually enjoy watching play basketball, but when it's limited minutes, I don't like when he has to play extended minutes on the court. Does that make sense? He's really good at eating up minutes for other players, but I don't know. Like, but the fact that, like, technically speaking, even though Paul George plays some four in certain lineups, Winslow's our second string four at this point. And until, um, you know, Morris more seems like he's coming back, but we'll see. Well, and, you know, Morris could always come back and then go back on the injury report. You know what I mean? So it's not like mm-hmm. it's a done deal that Morris is officially back. So I don't know. How do you feel about Winslow and Amir Coffey running the ship until Batum gets back? I, I like what I see from Amir Coffey. I mean, his plus and minus don't lie. Like, I look at him mm-hmm. and how he plays. He doesn't look lost on defense. He looks like he's in the right position to make the right play at times. So, um, that being said, I think there's a reason why we kept, we've kept we kept Amir Coffee for this long, you know. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a really good 
you know, practice player. And that's probably a reason why they keep him there. So he's a good utility guy too. Like the yeah. fact that we could put him in this position, you know what I mean? Like, I think this is what, this is why he's here. Um, mm-hmm. I believe in the Pelicans game, we lost. He was the only plus, he was the only one in the positive on the plus and minus. And I believe he was like a plus 20 something in the Dallas game. So yeah, he's, mm-hmm. it might not show on the box score, but he's a very useful player out there. Yeah. Um, and Justice Williams, though, in my opinion, I'm not I'm not trying to be too hard on the guy because I feel like he's still adjusting. But and, you know, he's had this is like the only offseason he's been fully healthy and able to, you know, work out right. and work on his game. But uh, him struggling, I feel like he's been struggling at the rim mm, the season. And it's a little annoying at times. I feel like he's missed a lot of layups or, you know. <laughs> those were uh those should go in and most of the time you know they end up going off the rim or off the backboard mm. and it gets a little irritating at times but you know, it's just patience you know so i feel like with winslow it's he seems like he's in decent shape this doesn't seem like the hip bothers him or anything it's just him trying i know it's gonna sound weird but him trying to learn how to play basketball again him finding the touch on a shot, him like being comfortable around the rim, him playing against other legit NBA players and getting around them, playing strong, you know, getting the strength and being an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Um, so Batum could potentially be out for about like a tenth of the season. He's going to have to miss. He's already missed this last Mavs game. He's going to miss the next Mavs game, then the Pistons, Warriors, Pelicans, Kings, lakers and then possibly another king's game and then maybe another game a few games if conditioning happening if he has to condition back into nba shape after all this um that's not a bad stretch those are winnable games but some like the warriors games can be tough but but this i think this is going to be a stretch for either a we keep our heads above water or b it's we're gonna be like oh you know what we really miss batum (laughs) <laughs> so i have i don't know i'm just gonna keep my expectations low on how we play especially like if we are gonna fit more spec into the rotation but unless like lou basically said like hey uh mook where's your knee at and he said and it's about 25 percent. he's like that's good enough we're gonna we're you're gonna play against the pistons this week you know that's and, all we need against the pistons and, huh? and, and, and isaiah stewart's gonna be frustrated so just just be aware of that <laughs> <laughs> did he get suspended yeah he got suspended for two games okay lebron got suspended for one game wow okay which if you look back uh it's lebron's fault <laughs> <laughs> like i don't i don't know if that's a hot take or not <laughs> i think majority of the nba fans agree with you it's just the Lakers fans i don't <laughs> Well, like, I don't know if you watched, like, the video feed of the Lakers telecast, but they kept on saying, like, oh, like, it was an accident. He didn't mean to do that. And then, like, the Lakers telecast <laughs> is, like, showing the replay. And it's, like, LeBron looks at him for a second while he's, like, like building up his arm. And he goes, boom. And then he's, like, oh, yeah, that was an accident. Why is he so upset? <laughs> <laughs> And the way he's like talking to him, I, I I can only assume just by his like body language that he's like basically telling him like, dude, like it was nothing, you know. And that's well, also pissing off like <laughs> well, me, I see me, it even more. Me and you have had this discussion in the past, even when he was on the Cavs. Is the reason why some people don't like LeBron is because it seems like he big brothers the league. 
like he's top he's constantly like hey man he's like he's always talking like hey little brother calm down kind of thing like you know what i mean like he's the kind of guy who would pat you on the head and tell you to calm down you're like no that's gonna piss me off more you know and that's what i that's what that's the vibe i got from this situation too mm-hmm. you know he's probably hey man, that's a calm. good point i did not see this hey man just calm down you know like hey dude, it's, it's no big deal and it's like what do you mean it's no big deal i'm bleeding out of my face right now <laughs> you know what i mean it's like isaiah stewart's tasting his own blood and everyone's just like lebron's just like chilling russell westbrook's putting his hands up yeah but you know what i really think isaiah harness uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, <laughs> so Isaiah Stewart should uh should really try out for football, man. He looked like Derek. He looked like Derrick Henry out there. <laughs> well, that was pretty impressive. Well, yeah, it was. And whoever did the mashup with the Stone Cold theme and all that, that was top really, notch, right there. Yeah, that was really good. Now, so, how do you feeling about this team right now? Before we uh, get up, uh, I'm still riding high off that uh, seven game win streak, so I'm really happy with what we're doing right now. Uh, I'm really happy with how Tyler's coaching the team. Um, understanding that there's some key uh, some key players missing at the moment, mm-hmm. but they stay competitive. And um, Luke Kennard, I freaking love that guy. <laughs> the thing about Luke Kennard is he makes it look very easy for how difficult I know it has to be going for him in certain moments. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's having to guard like a, a top offensive player on another team, or he has to dribble in the traffic where everyone is probably five inches taller than him or something like that. Everyone, everyone has a much bigger, uh, much larger uh, wingspan than him, but he's just out there. He's just balling. And I think that's why he's my favorite player, you know, <laughs> like, like, uh, like it, that's why I call him the god of mischief, right? Because he's always like uh hitting balls out of people's hands, he's always getting a long rebound, he's getting blocked shots, and then he's like, I'll just take this three in somebody's face real quick. And you know, <laughs> he just goes out there, causes mischief, and then goes sits back down. And he's like, All right, the star just go back out there. Like, I, pretty- I think he's he, uh, he- he collapsed the defense yesterday and then threw a ball to Terrence Mann. Yes! And, that and was so amazing. That was such a great play. A tear went down my face when I saw that. <laughs> I was like, this must, this must be the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I could have sworn I saw uh, Luke Kennard go like this. He pointed to the screen, and I think he was pointing at you, you know? like yeah. He's like, that's for you, Brian. <laughs> like, like imagine imagine you're playing defense, maybe you're in a zone, and you're 6'8", and Luke is dribbling towards you, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you're just like, oh, shit. Like, like, oh, no, I don't know. I'm about to, I'm about to look silly as shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did it, um, but my favorite moment in that game, I think it was in the, I think it was in the Mavs when the – I forgot who was going in, but they went for a dunk. <laughs> Luke and I was like, yep, not nothing. <laughs> he's like oh no nah, nah. i'm not gonna be posted right <laughs> hey, hey, go goats don't get on posters you know i get i get it you, you made a business decision right there <laughs> but <laughs> luke canard man has been the most improved player and i will give you credit where credit's due you have been in this corner <laughs> oh yeah dude. since uh, like day one i i was like when we got him i was like yeah he's much better than getting landry shamit <laughs> i was like okay and then we didn't play him and i was like all right i guess i get it and then like he started making threes in the playoffs and i was like oh this is this is beautiful <laughs> yeah this team's 10 and 7 we're in fourth place i have nothing to complain about you know what i mean like if you told me we'd be fourth place in the west at the end of november relatively you know we still have a week left in november i would be like yeah i'll take that 
it, it hasn't looked pretty at certain times, but it's looked really good at other times. And we are three and zero against the Timberwolves this year. And I'm not saying that means anything, but if you think about it, the Timberwolves are going to be uh, that tenth seed, relatively that tenth ninth seed, possibly in the playoff picture. And that's a team that if we were playing as good as we were at the beginning of the season, that's a team we would have to worry about, you know? And so we're three and zero against the Timberwolves, which goes back to like, we got to win the games we're supposed to win. And I feel like we're doing that for the most part, except for a couple of hiccups this last week. As long as we win the games we're supposed to be moving up while well, Batum's gone and then Batum comes back and maybe we get Mook back. I, I think like we're going to be in a pretty good spot. So hopefully next week I'm as optimistic as I am now. <laughs> I agree. Um, and also Paul George has been balling really well. Oh, uh, Paul George. Yeah. That I guy. Can't. I know we keep on saying I keep on saying it, but man, that dude is smooth on the court. I I, ha- I have to give Clipset Podcast some credit for this because this is probably the, the the funniest thing I've heard all week. Was uh, they sent on their podcast the uh, uh, like Paul George will make like three baskets in a row or something like that, and then Reggie Jackson will come and shoot the ball right away. And <laughs> like when Paul George is hot, Reggie Jackson looks at it it's like, "Oh, we're hot." Okay. <laughs> And I was like, that's so good. Because <laughs> it seems like it's so true watching the game. <laughs> like, oh, we're hot now? Okay. <laughs> that's how Reggie Jackson plays basketball. <laughs> I gotta get I gotta get on I gotta get in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, oh, my, oh uh, like I feel like um I don't want Tyler's a really good coach, but going back to the Doc Rivers uh um meme where like he says pass the ball to Kawhi in a timeout huddle like Ty loses uh hey we're hot now <laughs> and then Reggie Jackson's like oh okay cool got it my bad <laughs> no one told me yeah it's like, all, right. all right I'll go out there and be hot <laughs> it's a knockdown three <laughs> yeah. Dude, there were some threes too he was shooting when we're like you know we're in that weird stretch where we're not playing very good basketball and we're only up by one point or we're down by one point and he'll just like, you know, sideswipe a person sideswipe. <laughs> like he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll kind of just move to the left. He'll shoot a three that looks really off like, from the eye <laughs> test. And then it goes in and then it's like, all right, I guess we're up by two now. Okay. Yeah. He has like a tendency to start off really cold <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, and I, and I started like battling my inner de- demons of like trying to send out Reggie Jackson memes I made last season. What? So we have a platform to talk about this. Like when we used to talk about doc rivers coaching decisions. Right. And I used to be a doc rivers apologist. Cause I was just like, you know, he's a good coach, you know, but that's before I knew better. And I remember when it was game seven against the Nuggets and uh, Reggie Jackson, I don't think played or at least played serious minutes since like game one. And then like Doc Rivers just throws him out there for him to brick three times and then take him out in the like the third quarter. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you going to put a player in there who hasn't played in, in like a week and a half to go out there and shoot the basketball <laughs> in game seven of the playoffs? <laughs> and that was that was and then when we signed Reggie Jackson, I was like, all right, yeah, we're just gonna have more of that, I guess. And then you know, it turns out that we were all wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm okay with being wrong. I love the fact that his like career has rejuvenated with the Clipper organization. And he just seems so appreciative of the fan base, even though he's unaware of how many memes we made. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really cool that he's doing it with his best friend too. Like I feel like yeah. every time Reggie Jackson has an interview, Paul George is there to mess it up, and it's it's great. Yeah, and then like their um, the recordings they have, like when they go to the locker room, they're like messing around. Mm-hmm. Love it, man. You love to see it. You love, love to see it. it. I wonder how across the hall is. You know when um, Russell Westbrook shoots the ball off the backboard. Do you think like <laughs> yeah, like he's got the he's got, like, they go to the locker room, the fist already up, and then LeBron's like, no, no, we're cool, we're cool. We're all, right, we're all right, little brother. Pats him on the head. Yeah, uh, pats him on the head. So yeah, we're cool, man. Don't worry about it. You think Kendrick Perkins in that locker room telling them this is the turning point? This is this is what brings the Lakers together. Right. <laughs> Clippers and Lakers basketball. Like Kendrick Perkins is just yeah, man, that guy. And it also makes me frustrated because it feels like Skip Bayless is like, hey man, like thank you, thank you for having our side on a lot of things. But if you don't mind, can you not? <laughs> yeah, just uh what was it drip bayless <laughs> <laughs> it is the best thing oh my goodness uh i'm not gonna go further into that but if you go into his instagram you'll see <laughs> <laughs> all right you got anything you want to add uh no <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find our podcast anywhere you find your podcast you can find us on twitter and instagram at la clips forum uh yeah if you could like show our instagram some love and maybe we'll show it some love if you show it some love you know so uh but yeah this is the this was this week's episode and we're out adios